Welcome back to the Real Estate Rockstars podcast. I am Shelby Johnson, and today's guest is none other than the broke agent. Yes, the number one most popular Instagram account for real estate humor that is indeed run by a real human. Today, we are meeting the man behind the memes, the one who's grown the broke agent Instagram account to 486 thousand followers by posting the hilarious sad truth about daily life as a realtor and the total suck fest that it can be. What to expect from today's show. The broke agent's personal story, tactical steps on what it takes to grow your Instagram channel, what is working now when it comes to Instagram trends, and what the future holds for our hero. Yo, these past few weeks have been wild. Thank you, listeners, for your ideas and your guest recommendations for the show. We've had some freaking studs in the lineup, and we are only going up from here. So if you don't already follow the podcast and have the notifications turned on, do it now so you don't miss out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the Broke Agent. Okay, dude, leading up to this show, I told a bunch of people that I was going to be able to hang out, hang out with like the broke agents on Rockstars. And every agent that I told this had the same reaction. At first, they were like, no way, like super, you know, stoked, followed by who is the broke agent? Like literally not one person knew who you actually were. So like my first question is, is who are you? That means I've done a horrible job promoting myself over the last nine years then because I've done countless podcast interviews. I had our, our own podcast. I'm all over our, our BAM website, but I am glad to answer that question. I'm Eric Simon. I started the Broke Agent in 2015, a former real estate agent, still licensed, but basically the entire story is I was a struggling agent and I needed a place of solace, a place to air my grievances and pain and anxiety that I was going through as an agent in Los Angeles who was not succeeding whatsoever in terms of cold calling and door knocking and um, just trying to get clients basically. So I started The Broke Agent and five years of posting just memes and kind of growing an audience and trying to just cover the humorous side of real estate. It's eventually evolved into a media company, which is called Now Bam. Okay. So through that, you started as an agent, you said in 2015. Yes. No, I started okay. the broke agent in 2015, but I got licensed and at the beginning of 2014. Okay. So 2014 until like what year were you like full steam ahead on the agent stuff? Yes. So I actually started as the receptionist at a brokerage in Beverly Hills as a temporary position. I had no intention of getting in real estate. I just quit my job at the Laugh Factory Comedy Club. I was doing marketing for them, just doing their their Facebook and Twitter strategy and kind of just trying to get people to go to more shows. And that's where I got my social media chops is by doing that. Um, then I became an assistant to an agent in Beverly Hills. That's where I was writing property descriptions, doing inspections, uh, sitting open houses, setting up signs, trying to come up with marketing for properties. And then I became a buyer's agent. And I was a buyer's agent solo for about six months. And then I joined a team. And then it was with that team. So I guess a year and a half in to my actual real estate business kind of by myself where I wasn't on salary, where it was commission only. That's when the broke agent started because that's where it was just the door knocking. 
and the cold calling and doing everything I could to get leads and trying to get business from, you know, these incredible houses in Beverly Hills, 10 million, 20 million, 4 million, and just being horrified to even step to the doors or call these people. Okay. But so the broke agent, you know, and I have been following this, I want to say since probably 2018, which was my first year in, in real estate. And like the things that I really love about your posts is that they like speak to the absolute soul of anyone who's actually trying to build business in real estate because it's, it's terrible. Like it's crushingly hard. There's so many things that are incredibly discouraging. Um, but your page itself seems to be like very geared towards, like you said, just like the comedy. So when you were doing the agent stuff, did you have a secondary page in which you were using Instagram to, you know, drive traffic for clients or like, how did your Mark, no. No, not at all. So okay. basically, <laughs> I was building this social media, not empire, but I was building this following it's an empire, on the broke dude. agent with Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as my side project. And I never used Instagram or social media strategy to build my real estate business, which is an enormous mistake. So I called something the broke agent, which is the worst possible thing you could do when trying to build an actual real estate business. But it did help in the sense that all my friends knew I was in real estate because of this page, right? So it was just posting the comedy, but at least that was the self-promotional stuff that they saw every single day was, oh yeah, Eric's in real estate, Eric's in real estate, because he just posted 10 memes today about how much he hates it. Not a good strategy, I'll tell you that. But um, <laughs> I, I was getting a lot of my, I was getting yeah, a lot of my yeah. business from my friends because I was 25 years old and a lot of my friends were buying, you know, first time home buyers buying condos uh, here in Los Angeles. And then I partnered with another guy at Compass. So that's kind of how I was doing doing my business. But no, I, I never did what I was doing on social media. Now, if I knew everything I knew yeah. uh, in terms of social media strategy, I think I would be a great real estate agent because I'm you great crush. at building lists <laughs> and lead magnets and hooks and getting engagement and getting an audience. And you know that that's a huge factor of this and, and a factor that I would have definitely enjoyed as a real estate agent, but it wasn't as prominent back in 2015, 2016. Um, you know, the whole social media marketing game really came to the full front or forefront or whatever that word is. And I feel like 2018, 2019 for real estate, like, of course, there were still people posting on social media, but it wasn't like this huge content grab that you see now where every agent kind of has to run and operate a media company. So I think if I had you know, the knowledge of everything I have now in terms of building these lists and getting people's attention, I would have definitely done that for my real estate business. So basically what I'm saying is I'm a fraud um, and I never use any social media strategy to build my actual real estate business and I'm a moron. That's what I'm saying. No, no, not all. Well, I was just curious because I was like, damn, if at first I was like, is he actually, you know, still doing things in production? Because there's a part of me that's like, there's no freaking way that you could still be posting the content that is so relevant. Like it's so right freaking on if you weren't living it. And then it, that's what led me to be like, what is your marketing strategy on the agent front? But I guess with you, when did you kind of decide to fully commit to the content creator role as opposed to, or whatever you want to call it, digital marketer, as opposed mm -hmm. to a real estate agent? Like when did that pivot happen? Yeah, so this definitely... This happened in 2020. So once the pandemic hit, I'd say most of my clients basically stopped responding or had no intentions of listing or buying, especially here in Los Angeles, which was completely shut down for you know a, a good part of five, six months. So it was during that time where I 
went all in and doubled down on the broke agent and started writing way more blog posts and doing lead magnets and eBooks and trying to provide actual value to real estate agents outside of doing uh, just, just humor content. I started something called BNN, which was the Broke News Network with my friend Ben Fisher in Long Beach. And we would do basically kind of an SNL style five to 15 minute show that we would post to IGTV, which was about the real estate market, social media tips, and then some viral story that happened in real estate. So that was kind of like the first arm of a potential media company. And then I partnered with Coffee and Contracts, who's you know the best marketing and template platform in real estate where I started creating custom content for them. And then I started generating a lot more revenue. And then finally, I got to a point where I didn't have to do real estate anymore and then started building this company with Byron Lazine in April of 2022, 2023, 2022. Yeah, it's been a year and a half. <laughs> Dude, numbers are hard. It's, yeah. it's for sure hard. Um, okay. So when you, in this, in this pivotal moment in 2020, pandemic hit and you're like, clients are stopped coming in. At this point, had you already monetized the broke agent at all? To a small extent, nothing that was, you know, no, nothing that was making me as much money of selling actual real estate. So that was always the problem is, you know, real estate, you know, getting a commission check for 30, 40 grand in from California. selling one of these condos, it, yeah. you know, that, that works. <laughs> uh, trying to sell merch from a meme page and, you know, getting, you know, $8 a shirt, that's not really gonna, that's not really Loaded. gonna pay the bills. You're um, so rich. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, go on now, bam.com and, and purchase some, some merch. Uh, we are you launching a new store here in a couple of weeks. And then yeah, I think so, my follow on is like, yeah, keep talking about the monetization mm -hmm. of the broke agent. So I would always have a couple brand deals, whether I was working with like a QuickBooks or a Boomtown or someone where I would do kind of like influencer marketing for them and post about them in my Instagram story or include them in my email newsletter and kind of wrap like a sponsorship package around that. But this is for not an enormous amount of money. And also I didn't want to, you know, pump a bunch of advertisements down people's throat, especially when I was just at yeah. the very like beginning of building an audience and building a media company. So if right. I just became like a real estate person who's just like, hey, you know, use Boomtown, use QuickBooks, buy this merch, do this. Like I knew that would just absolutely destroy my brand. So I had to be very careful with that in terms and, and in turn not make any money from it. Um, with Coffee and Contracts, which is a template platform that I'm an affiliate for, that's when I actually started making enough money to not sell real estate anymore because I was getting a lot of people to sign up for that and was creating a lot of humorous content that agents were using in their marketing. So at the beginning it was really, you know, merch sales where I was doing all these deliveries myself, um, which also a huge pain in the ass. It was like, you know, a fun, exciting thing. Anytime someone bought a shirt or a hat or um, a poster or whatever I was selling at the time, like that was really exciting because it was like, oh my God, like people are actually paying money for a product that I produced because of the audience that I've built. That was awesome. But it was just so time consuming. And with merch that you're doing by yourself, you deal with returns, you deal with people getting the wrong sizes. It just became so much of a headache that giving them that tangible asset to the brand and in terms of the money, which it was making, which is basically a loss leader, you don't make anything with merch was not worth it. And then I would get paid next to nothing to do speaking gigs where I would just talk about how I started the broke agent. And now I could finally speak and get paid because I know what I'm talking about when it comes to marketing. But before it was just like, oh, let's get this guy and like maybe he'll do like a stand up routine or something. Like, what is he going right. to say? You know, um, now <laughs> I actually know. <laughs> yeah. Like now I actually could talk about marketing and how to build an audience and convert, um, you know, into leads and stuff. But before it was kind of just, you know, come to this conference, 
we'll pay you like 500 bucks and then, you know, see what comes out of your mouth. Yeah. I would, I would love to talk to you more about like the digital marketing stuff too. I don't know. Have you heard of traffic and conversion summit? No. Okay. It's this like hyper nerdy digital marketing conference where they talk about like how to drive traffic and then convert it. And I didn't know about it either, but I won actually free tickets and I went in Vegas. It was like last week and like it blew my mind, which I, now I'm like saying this on podcast, people are going to go look it up. I feel like I should have like set this up beforehand and got like some sort of affiliate, but like that shit blew my mind. And I love now like hyper nerding out on like we were talking about like the mead the lead magnets and like converting them. And I know, you know, you use many chat on your Instagram because I just texted it like 20 minutes ago and kind of like all of those like technology tools to optimize any type of audience that you do have. Um, but I want to make sure we get through your story <laughs> too. Like, yes. Well, I just, I just want to echo your sentiment there. Please. I nerd out about that stuff too. It's my favorite thing in the world is when I get leads coming in from a lead magnet, when we do an ebook, cause I'll, I'll write these ebooks that'll be 15, 20 pages with graphics about Instagram strategy for agents or how to build a lead magnet or AI or chat GPT. Like we partner with a bunch of people on these ebooks, getting downloads and getting that email notification from um, lead pages, which is the, the landing page site that we use. It's the best thing. It's like the biggest dopamine rushes in, in the world for me because it's like, oh my God, this person just subscribed to our email list. This is another person that could eventually be in BMX or come to our conference or consume our content. And that's what I love so much about this is before it was just, how do I get engagement on these posts? How do I make people laugh? Now it's, how do I convert them? How do I get them into an email newsletter? How do I get them to watch our podcast? How, how do I get them to read the blog? So I will check out trafficking, or not not trafficking, traffic and conversions. Kind of <laughs> a, yeah. kind of a, it is, not it's a, a great It's a mouthful. Yeah. And actually, um, so I won the tickets by listening to this podcast that you might want to check out. It might be, um, you'll give it, give it a look for yourself, but it's called Perpetual Traffic. Have you heard of it? No. Okay. So Perpetual Traffic, they are like the hyper super duper nerds. And both of them were speakers at this conference. And they actually had on their podcast, they're like, you know, for people who give us a five star review starting on this date, we're going to pick a winner to have free tickets to this, you know, to this conference. And I was like, yeah, like all cabs, like Vegas, Vegas, let's go, you know, pick me. Mm -hmm. And then I aggressively followed up with them on Instagram, like DM'd them like every day. And then I randomly won the, <laughs> the ticket. Congratulations. So, Thank you so much. It was totally yeah. random. <laughs> um, okay. But to bring it back. So we were yes. talking a little bit about monetizing. So when you mentioned that you were doubling down in 2020, could you talk about your growth? Because right now you are at, I had this pulled up before, 486,000 followers on Instagram, which is amazing. So when you decided to do the double down, like where were you at? And then what was your growth from there until now? I wish I knew the exact numbers. I'm going to say I was okay. around. You could make it up. I wouldn't know. <laughs> I, I will make it up. 150 okay, to 180,000 seems about right. And I just remember being in San Diego for, for six straight weeks, like during the pandemic between kind of March and, or sorry, uh, end of May to, to July. And I just committed like, all right, this is now my job. This is now going to become a media company. This is now something that I don't take a day off on. This is now something that every single second of the working day is spent trying to build this audience. So I basically committed to 10 to 15 Instagram stories per day 
on the broke agent page. And this is, you know, reposting people, sharing funny text conversations, sharing bad real estate pics, just doing anything I could to get engagement in my Instagrams to kind of build a community, talk to people in DMs. And then that would obviously help them consume my actual feed content because the more you engage with someone in the DMs, the more your content pops up in the feed. Then I committed to two or three feed posts per day and then at least one post per day on my bad real estate picks account, one email per week. And then I think I was doing a blog once every couple of weeks. And then I started writing blogs for something called theclose.com. And then I started doing a lot more kind of virtual webinars, not webinars that I was starting, but webinars and public speaking gigs that were all virtual. Because during the pandemic, everybody was like, all right, you know, come speak to our office or I think Housing Wire had a virtual summit that I talked at and my internet didn't work. And it was one of the worst experiences of my life and extremely uncomfortable. Not one of the worst experiences of my life, but it was just one of those, you know, anxiety inducing things where just the camera doesn't work, the uh, internet doesn't work, and everyone just thinks you're an idiot. But I started just kind of like building my chops as a speaker and as a marketer and building my list and doing ebooks and just knowing that something kind of was coming with this, knowing that. Sorry, knowing that th this was going to become a media company at some point. I didn't know ever what would ever be sold, but I just knew that what I was saying in terms of how to get engagement on social media, because this is what I do every day. I'm in the weeds of this. So I know what's working with the algorithm. I know how agents can build followings. I know what content's working because I'm consuming so much content, right? I, all I do is follow other real estate agents and I see, oh, this worked. I want to share this tip with these people in an ebook or a blog. Um, I don't remember the, the, the question actually. So I, think it was, I, I don't it was, know if I'm just ranting here. No, you're doing great. This, <laughs> it was a question on your growth. And I think you answered it really yeah. well because my follow on was like, how do you go from, you said 150 to 180,000 to the 486,000 that you have now it does not happen just by naturally. Yes. By naturally. Okay. <laughs> I, I have something more tactical to, to answer that with. So it, it, it basically... Yeah, from 180,000 to maybe 300,000, like very quickly. Not, not quickly. It was a, it was a slow build, but a very consistent build. And, and the reason that worked is because of my consistency. It was never one viral post. It was never, you know, one funny concept that really worked that got a bunch of eyeballs. It was just the fact that I was showing up in people's feeds and in their stories every single day. And I knew that that was going to differentiate me from anybody else that was doing what I was doing or anyone else in the real estate space. I basically committed to being the most consistent, frequent poster in real estate. And I think I still am that. Like there isn't a day that goes by that there isn't a broke agent post. And I tried to look at myself as a media company, just like you'll go on ESPN.com or Barstool Sports. You're not going to see something where there's just no posts, right? Like there's, there's no days off. Um, and then another thing that really contributed to this success of this was my ability to trend jack what's going on. So anytime there's something that's happening within pop culture, I'm on top of it. Right now, you know, it's winter. It's the NFL playoffs. It, the college football playoffs just happened. It's Taylor Swift. It's Travis Kelsey. It's the Emmys. It's award season. So there's all these different things that go on that I could basically rip content from and hop on that trend. And that's what I've always been really good at is kind of noticing what sort of style to post or what's working in the algorithm because I'm posting so frequently. Should it be a carousel post? Should it be a reel? Should this be a still image post? And making sure that I have an enormous amount of variety so that people are not getting sick of the content and they're always kind of 
you know, excited and curious as to what is going to be posted next, where it's not just the same podcast clip over and over again, or it's not just the same meme style over and over again. It's just always, always mixing it up, but still making sure that I'm evolving within these apps. So then also what happened in 2020, I want to say June or July, Instagram Reels came out. Um, and Instagram Reels, obviously you could get a way larger audience because it's being shared, you know, to the for you page as opposed to just being shared in your actual feed. So that, that really helped with the growth as well. That was a long winded answer, but I hope that helped. For sure. And, um, I'm going to go back to your story in just a second, but curious about what is working right now. I know you just mentioned winter NFL playoffs, you know, Taylor Swift, the whole thing. Um, but what is there anything else that jumps to your mind that's like working really well right now? Yeah. Green screen content has been hitting for like a year and a half, two years. That's when you share an article or you share a story uh, with the green screen mode on TikTok or Instagram reels. And that story acts as the actual hook. It's a trend jack in the sense that whatever your story is talking about, it's hyper relevant because it's probably something that came out in the news within the last 72 hours, depending on how up you are, are in your content. It has great retention, which is the most important metric for anybody who's posting on Instagram or TikTok is you want to keep, keep people's attention throughout the entire video. It acts as a great hook because you have the article text in the background and it's informative. So anytime I see an agent that's sharing something about their local market or a new restaurant or a new coffee shop that opened up, or they're excited about um, you know, a minor league hockey team and a new stadium and how that's going to help the development around and they're sharing that article, that content does phenomenal. So I would say that sort of content, uh, value-based content, I think, you know, a lot of agents kind of got trapped into the golden era of content creation from 2020 to 2022, where you could point at TikTok captions, you could put a viral audio on anything exactly, and basically have your reel pop off. But I think people have become accustomed to that content now and are kind of sick of it. And we're not in the same hot market where, you know, rates are at two and a half percent in every house will have a hundred offers on it and go over 20% over asking. So I think the the clientele, the followers now are way more interested in, okay, what agent could actually provide me value? What agent is actually going to update me on what's happening in the local market? I don't want some clown that's pointing at captions and just trying to hop on a viral trend so another agent could share it so they could talk on some panel at a at a conference, you know? I'm the clown. So I could do that because, you know, it's real estate content for other agents, but I see a lot of agents that, you know, have kind of taken that route as well. And it's great to get agent to agent referrals, but I think it's value-based content that's working. And then another thing that's really working on Instagram right now is having a slideshow post to an actual video clip. So instead of just posting the clip as is, if it doesn't have a strong enough hook, you're not going to capture people's attention. So you have to have something in front of that video that slides to the video. So instead of posting a podcast clip, we'll say, what's going to happen in the real estate market in 2024? We'll do a stupid thumbnail face and an arrow to the right and then swipe to the clip that has the information. That's what's doing really well. So it's like YouTube style thumbnails on Instagram. Exactly. And it's all about just like mixing it up, right? Like you don't want to do that every single time, just like you don't want to post a clip every single time, just like you don't want to post a still image every single time. You, you have to kind of see what's working that day. Or you have to you know, see your metrics. You always have to view your insights. And it's such a huge mistake content creators and agents make is they just publish a bunch of content. And naturally, they're showing clients around. They're doing inspections. They're sitting open houses. They're worried about stuff that's way more important than their engagement. But when you just throw you know, shit against the wall and you don't actually see, is this converting? 
is this getting engagement? Like, you know, what are you doing? You're just kind of wasting time. To recap, you decided to pivot, turn this into a media company, take it incredibly seriously, posting 10 to 15 Instagram stories a day, two to three feed posts, the email. You are building your audience, growing it, and also building trust over those years and efforts. So at what point have you started, you know, specific calls to action or capturing and doing that in a way that is maintaining the trust of your audience? Yeah. So we're maintaining the trust of our audience by producing good content and staying true to who we are. I know that sounds very cliche, but it's not like, you know, as we started this media company, all of a sudden we're just shoving ads down people's throats or we're, you know, talking about stuff that we don't know about. We, we've done a great job at expanding the brand to the sense where I never talk about stuff that I'm not familiar with. I don't talk about the real estate market. I don't talk about how real estate agents could sell more real estate because I didn't sell a lot of real estate and because I don't know those answers. But what I do know is I know how to connect people that do know those answers. So that's why I partnered with Byron Lazine when we launched BAM. He runs the number one team in Connecticut. He's a real estate news savant. He's better than me at you know the radio and um, you know, running podcasts and, and talking about the real estate news in a way that's very tangible and relatable for real estate agents. And then all the people within our media company, whether it's Tom Toole, who's great at objection handling, or Lindsay Joe, who's an expert marketer, or Tom Story up in Canada, who's like a YouTube expert and has his own uh, podcast and is just like a lead generating machine. Like, I love hearing this guy speak. I've just made sure that whoever we communicate with or whoever's content we decide to promote, it's someone who really knows their stuff and someone who's in the weeds with it, right? Like we're not coaches or just people kind of saying stuff. Um, we're, we're people who are doing exactly what we're talking about. So I think that's how we maintain trust. And also we maintain trust because the content is good. I think the content works and you know, there's a reason why this audience is growing and people are, are turning to nowbam.com as opposed to, you know, paying 15 different, you know, paywalls to access an Inman article for some journalist that's been working there for 20 years. You know, like th these are people that are still selling real estate. These are people that are trying out these lead gen strategies and these eBooks and these hooks and everything to see what works. So I think that's why it's been, we've uh, maintained the trust. Totally. So with, I know we've kind of like danced on it a little bit on BAM, but could we like full out go into what is BAM yeah. And you mentioned you're partnering with all these experts and I went on the website before and there's like, there's podcasts, there's, there's so much stuff. So what, what is BAM? Yes. So BAM formerly broke agent media, broke agent media, BAM acronym. Uh, we realized broke agent media is probably not the best way to get clicks to a website. Uh, as you know, prevalent as the broke agent name is now in real estate, it's still associated with humor. And the word broke is just too powerful of a word for a bunch of agents to be sharing articles that say, oh, I got this on the brokeagent.com or brokeagentmedia.com. So I think it was very necessary at the beginning to call it broke agent media because there was some name brand association with the broke agent, but now it's just, it's just bam. How it started was I started building kind of these different assets and platforms. So you know, the mailing list, the blogs, BNN, the Broke News Network, and then Matt Leonetti, who is my good friend out in Toronto. He's one of the you know funniest real estate agents in the game, was producing all these funny skits and videos. He did a bunch of videos for our, our uh, Broke News Network show. And once the Broke News Network kind of slowed down in the sense that we were posting it to Instagram TV, do you remember IGTV? It was those horizontal videos. 
that you could post up for like 15 minutes, probably even up to an hour. It was basically like Instagram trying to become YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. So that was not uh, the right move is posting those on Instagram TV because people don't want to consume 40 minutes of content or 30 minutes of content on Instagram. That's what you do for YouTube. So Matt and I started the Over Ask podcast and the podcast started getting a decent amount of downloads and good views on YouTube. And we were having incredible guests from Ryan Serhant to Jason Pantana, Glenda Baker, Tay DiCarlo, and all these people that are just crushing it in real estate marketing and in the real estate space that kind of became contributors to BAM or speakers at our conferences. So we started building this network and the Overast podcast was kind of like the first media arm of a potential media company. Then Byron Lazine, who is my, my good friend and partner at BAM, we were creating something that was basically how to not look like an idiot your first 10 years in real estate. We were thinking of some like funny courses and trainings with skits. And we had Matt Leonetti do a bunch of like funny videos and I was doing social media and we thought it could be like this all encompassing like training platform for real estate agents. But then we're like, we, we're not just going to like sell a course. That's ridiculous. And that's kind of, you know, it, everybody seems, you know, they build a following and they just sell a course. Like that's not 100%. what we want to do. And then we realized like the real estate media space just wasn't evolving as quickly as it was in sports and communication, all these other, um, you know, pop culture, all these other industries where there was no pizzazz, um, there was no humor, there was no edge. It was paywalls to a blog. It was the same conferences. It was just kind of boring. And we also noticed that a lot of these legacy media companies weren't producing content the way people consume it today, which is clips on Instagram, which is social media first content. Like I don't want to have to type in a website to get the value of something. A lot of you know millennials and Gen Z, they don't want to do that, right? They, they want to either receive it in an email, they want to receive it in a clip. So we saw a great opportunity where it's like, we have this following, you have the real estate news knowledge, you're, you know, have the number one team in Connecticut. I have the broke agent following and the humor and the marketing. Let's combine forces here and actually launch a media company. So we officially did that in April of 2022 and officially launched brokeagentmedia.com. Um, and now we have five blog posts per day. We have uh, a staff of 12. We have six or seven different podcasts and contributors and creators. We've hosted events, uh, digital events, in-person masterminds, and our goal is to build the biggest real estate media company in the world. That is our goal. Here's a quick commercial break from our sponsor, Ryan Pineda. If you are trying to grow your real estate investing business, then you need to join us at Wealthy Investor. You have no idea what Wealthy Investor is. It is our coaching program and community. We have helped thousands of students worldwide grow their business. Now, it doesn't matter if you're just getting started and you're trying to get that first deal. We can help you do that. If you're trying to scale your business and go from a few deals a year to a few deals a month or even seven figures a year, we can help you do that too. In fact, last year alone, we had over 30 students do over a million dollars in revenue. And I'd love for you to be the next one. So it's pretty simple. If you're trying to grow your business and wholesale more homes or flip more homes or buy more rental properties, then you need to go to wealthyinvestor.com and book a free call with our team. It's super simple. We'll go on a strategy call with you and figure out how we can help you grow according to your needs. So all you got to do is go to wealthyinvestor.com, book the free call with the team, and we'll see you there. Now back to the show. 
Okay, I'm I'm trying to understand just the fact, you know, there's multiple different podcasts on there. I'm so I think the rest makes sense. It's like you guys are all coming together, you're partnering in this bigger idea to bring, you know, the best of the best there is within the real estate world in the media circuit. Like that totally makes sense. But when there's are is everyone who's listed on there partner in BAM? Are they like affiliate? Like how does it all drive together? Am I making sense? Yes. Think about it. Like a great comp is Barstool Sports. Barstool Sports is the umbrella. Under Barstool Sports, they have a bunch of different podcasts who are exclusive to Barstool, right? So the Knowledge Brokers podcast, which is a BAM asset is with Tom Tool, Lisa Chinati, and Byron Lazine. It's on its own YouTube channel, but it is owned by BAM. When we had the Overass podcast, it's, you know, Matt Leonetti, Bam as the umbrella, uh, the hot sheet, which is the the live daily show that Byron Lazine does. This is all under Bam. Bam is the mass distributor. We are the podcast network. We are the media company that facilitates the the thumbnails, the editing, the promotional aspects that uh, attaches a sponsor to it, that monetizes these podcasts, and that promotes these podcasts. Okay, that, that makes sense. sense. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So the so essentially the podcast so. With with BAM being the umbrella, the umbrella provides a lot of like the back end, you know, more more in a lot of creators' eyes, tedious things where it's distributing and creating, thinking through the hooks and what's gonna, you know, be right on what platform, et cetera, while the creator, producer, whatever gets to go and be the podcast host type of thing. Yes. So like massive agent podcasts, for example, became a a, a BAM podcast. I'm going to say like four months in. So once we started BAM, so what we help Dustin with of the massive agent is we send it out in our email list. We help with titling, we help with editing and we help, uh, we produce like one Instagram reel or an Instagram short for him every single episode. So then there's, you know, communication, you know, within our creators and within our ecosystem too. Like if there's an event or a webinar that needs to be pushed or there's a sponsor or there's you know a certain topic that we want to discuss that we're all kind of communicating with like a Munster podcast. With that, like hypothetically, that example we don't have to actually use Dustin, but um, in a podcast example that is relatively new, is there? I know it, I assume the goal is like growth, where it extends Bam's reach, it also extends the podcast reach. But once it pushes back growth being the goal, is there a monetary goal? And if yes, how is that? Is this like a part, like a 50-50 or maybe you don't know yet? I don't know. what. Well, yeah, I'm not going to get into the details that we have with, with each like, creator or, or each, each podcast, but you know, there's sponsorship <laughs> yeah. opportunities for these podcasts, right? Like the goal is to monetize these podcasts um, and to grow our channels and then convert into BAMX, which I could also get into. Oh yeah, I want to know. So that, and yeah. actually, is there anything on BAM before we move to BAMX? Mm -hmm. Anything else it, on BAM that we need to? Um, no, I mean it's go on BAM every single day. It's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a it's a great uh, you know resource for for real estate marketing, real estate news, agent tactics. Uh, there's no paywalls. All content is completely free. Um, you know, check out our podcast in the sense that you know Knowledge Brokers comes out every Friday. Uh, we have the hot sheet every single morning. Byron Lazine does a live show at 9.30 Eastern where he covers the real estate market, what's happening in the financial and real estate markets, goes on for 30 minutes, which is a huge lift for someone to do that. Like, you know, he does a massive amount of research before, goes live. He has a very 
loyal audience every single morning there. We have The Real Word, which is another real estate news show on Tuesdays. We have The Walkthrough, which is kind of like a real estate marketing podcast. We have we have like a rotating cast of characters. And then we have the Massive Agent podcast. And I don't know. So, there, there's probably it's so more, much. but it's, it's fun. Okay. We nailed BAM. What's BAMX? So BAMX is the next step. So now we knew we need, had to build a community and go deeper on everything that we're talking about. So a lot of people kind of pontificate and talk about, here's how you do this thing. Here's how you get objections or here's how you handle objections. Here's how you get more engagement on Instagram. BAMX is the courses and trainings and community that actually teach all this stuff. So I have an Instagram course that's constantly being updated about, here's how you actually film the green screen video. Here's how you access it on your phone. Here's what you press. Here's how you position the text. Here's where you put the article. Here's how you edit the video. <coughs> we have trainings on CapCut, on YouTube thumbnails, on how to create all of this content and build your digital brand. So it's like a one-stop shop for content, webinars, and community where we have over 1500 members now that are constantly asking questions in the Facebook group, giving referrals, helping each other with content. You know, why did this get more engage engagement? Why is this hook working? And then really just becoming like our BAM community um, that actually goes to our events, goes to our webinars, attends our biweekly masterminds. So that's what BAMX is. And what, what's the cost of that? The cost is $30 per month, or it is, let me pull it up right here. I should know this off the top of my head. Pop quiz. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is 29 bucks per month or 19 bucks per month if you do the annual, which is $228 per year. And this is a new training every single month. So we have a course on Canva marketing by Haley Ingram from Coffee and Contracts. We have objection handling from Tom Tool. We have how to convert Zillow leads with Byron Lazine, how to follow up with clients uh, using your CRM with Lisa Chinati. I cover a lot of the Instagram strategy courses. We have a YouTube thumbnail course. Like We're constantly updating it. We're having a, an email newsletter course that comes out in February. We have our hot sheet show notes in there. So every time Byron Lazine goes live on the hot sheet, you have this downloadable uh, piece of content with all the real estate news that you could use for green screens or within your emails or within your content. So we're basically becoming like the go-to edutainment education spot for real estate agents. When you're sitting here wondering like, okay, I hear this guy talking about engagement. I hear this guy talking about how to do green screens and carousel posts, but can you show me how to actually do this? Like, can I see some tutorials and some trainings and, and get like, you know, the actual feedback from the people talking about these courses? And that's what it is. I know I'm just saying so much right now. I feel like I'm just word vomiting so much information. Stop me if any of this is confusing. No, that's okay. No, for sure. It, this is all really good information um, because I'm sure that there are a lot of people out there who don't know exactly what BAM and BAMX are, and they have just been probably following you know, the broke agent forever. Most people are. And it's just, it's really insightful for me to understand what else you have going on behind the scenes and really what, what opportunities there are for listeners who, who want more of what they already have been looking at for years. Yeah. And you know, it, my number one advice would be obviously check out BAMX, but just going on the website every single day and reading these articles, consuming our content, seeing which podcast works for you. Do you want to learn more about real estate marketing or the market? or you know, kind of more agent tactics, which would be the Knowledge Brokers podcast. 
like, you know, which creators do you want to follow? Do you want to follow Lindsay Joe for marketing? Do you want to follow Tom Story for YouTube? We have all these different uh, opportunities and shows and blogs and webinars and events that people could attend and consume. So it, it's it's really fun. It's it's an enormous amount of, you know, I, I thought posting 15 Instagram stories during the pandemic was a lot, right? Just trying to build that audience, but actually trying to kind of see which way to take the audience next and you know what they like consuming, what articles work, what scripts work, what email titles get the most open rates. You know, I'm sure they talk about that at your trafficking, trafficking or the, the, tra <laughs> the traffic conference. <laughs> the trafficking conference, yeah, yeah, the human trafficking conference that you yeah, that exactly. you want to get to. <laughs> Highly recommend. Um, it was great. Exactly, but that that stuff uh, is again the stuff that I love is just email rate, no. you know, newsletter, <laughs> click through rate. Like that stuff is that's my goal every single day. Is how do I position the content better? to get more views. Which, okay, so this leads me into my next little series, which we probably have like 10 more minutes until we wrap up. But so my next little pivot of questions is where are you learning? You already mentioned that you are all up, you know, following realtors and seeing what's trending in the news and all of that stuff. But in regard to both Instagram and what you're talking about with the rest of the digital marketing space, where are you going to learn? Socialmediatoday.com is a great resource in terms of just kind of like updates to all these platforms. Jason Pantana, Tom Ferry coach. I get a lot of great information from him, from his podcast and from his Instagram clips and YouTube clips. Brock 11 Johnson is an Instagram coach that I highly recommend following. He's always talking about, you know, the, the weeds of the algorithm, what sort of content's working, what sort of, you know, viral audios you should and shouldn't do, how you should position your captioning, how to capture more leads with your Instagram profile. Um, those are three really good resources. Coffee and Contracts, Haley Ingram, she's a great resource in terms of, you know, how to use chat GPT. And then I'd say the number one thing that I'm doing is consuming such an enormous amount of content and then posting all this content and publishing it myself. Because I see what works, right? Like, you know, I, I see that a post yesterday only got 28 likes on the now bam account. When I did a slide, a carousel post, what did I do wrong? Was the caption too long? Was the cover slide not engaging enough? Did the thumbnail suck? Did the clip suck? If the clip sucked, then how can we talk to the editing team about how to, you know, cut out the ums or cut out the lag time? Like that's how I'm learning is by doing it and then consuming. Yeah. I feel like it's the best way to learn. And that's like, you know, we have a lot of our, our target audience in this podcast are agents. And so there's a lot of agents who can resonate, maybe not, but maybe they should with the fact of like, I want to learn as much as I can before I get started, but really there's no better way to learn than actually doing it. Cause you can just read books and hypothetically understand something, but it's not until you're like in it that you really embody it. Exactly. And then also by doing like conducting all these podcast interviews. So, you know, over Ask podcast, Matt and I did for two and a half years and we had on all these incredible agents that taught us all this stuff. Like they taught us about YouTube strategy. They taught us about Instagram strategy and hooks and objection handling and all this stuff is not, you know, from me, it's from, you know, listening to these other people do it and, and doing that still on the walkthrough podcast every single week and having you know the expert marketers on and and doing a review of why did this Instagram ad work? Oh, because you called out the buyers by name. Like this guy, Jason Cassidy, ran such a brilliant ad where he said, I have a buyer and her name is Teresa and she's looking in this specific area, you know, which is such a good hook because it, it personalizes that actual ad. And it's and he, he starts it too by saying, you know, if you're watching this, it means that you have a buyer or you have a listing. I'm, I'm butchering this entire thing. 
Um, I'll send you the clip, but it's, it's so good. And it's just that sort of stuff that I love that I can write, you know, then position as an article and then send it out in an email. Dude, I'm going to send you, no, 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 you're good. I'm going to send you my notes from the traffic and conversion summit because one of the, the notes that I put in there was actually specifically that it was like, what's working now. And that one of the answers was call out ads like specifically calling out to whoever, because there's so much noise, but if you can pinpoint who you are targeting in that message, the, you know, I mean, words, other words, you get what I'm saying. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just saying right. like, you know, Gen Z buyers, this is for you. There's a guy named Kyle Toomey yes. on Instagram who did that exact same thing with like a, a listing of his where he said, what, Gen Z is not buying real estate? Well, check out this house. And it popped up all mm -hmm. these things about how Gen Z isn't buying real estate. And then he shows the house in a really quick fashion because that's how Gen Z, you know, wants that's to consume his. content is like very, very right. quick cuts. He's literally running through the house. I'm like, this is so brilliant. He's calling the exact demographic that's going to buy out this house. And then targeting the way that the content was produced towards that audience. You know what's funny about exactly. Gen Z too? Um, at the summit, uh, they said that 51% of Gen Z considers TikTok their number one search engine, which mm -hmm. I thought was like really fascinating. Exactly. Like and that, that, that's why positioning your copy on Instagram and TikTok is so important too. You know, having these longer captions that, you know, have these keywords for people to search, right? So if you're, if you're searching Houston real estate and you don't have Houston real estate anywhere in your bio or anywhere in your captions or anywhere in your tags or anything like that, no one's going to come across your content. So yeah. having a long caption, which helps the replay of the loop of the actual Instagram post because people are reading it. That's another yeah. hack right there. Like there's just, there's so, there's so much that we're constantly tweaking to, to see yeah. what is uh, converting. Well, that's so fun and exciting too. Cause I bet a, you know, a bunch of people like when they, they want to build something generally motivated by money in the beginning. Right. And then once kind of the money factor is a little bit taken care of, it's like, why am I doing it? It starts to creep in. Like, what's the purpose? Why am I doing this? You know, but then what you're saying right now, where it's like, every single day you're learning something, you're tweaking something, you're seeing the progress. I feel like there's something about that evolution, the need to evolve. I'm getting, I'm going off now. That is just so compelling though. And, and that's something that like in this space in particular, in the, the content, the media space, um, at least I find it incredibly interesting and also like exciting if any of that made sense. No, it Did makes complete sense. sense. Okay. It makes complete sense. It's very exciting. The the yeah. evolution of all of it and seeing seeing these numbers, I'm telling you, like if like real estate agents one of the things I hated most about being a real estate agent twenty fifteen, sixteen is there was just so many losses. It was this person didn't pick up, this person didn't answer the door, this person told me to piss off. Um, you know, I was uncomfortable with this inspection. The dad was there. My buyer is upset with something. I have anxiety. Like everything was just like a loss, a loss, a loss, a loss, except for okay, occasionally here's a good showing. Oh, this, you know, listing presentation went up, went well. Like it was like 10 losses per every win. Yeah. But with the content side of it, you could have so many more wins where you see the actual results. It's like going to the gym, you know, like the more effort you put into it, the more you actually get out of it. Like that really is the case with content. And it's so fun that real estate agents are in an industry where you could build a YouTube channel and a content machine and an email list and all these things that a hundred percent work. Like that's yeah. epic. Like think about what it was like to do real estate 20 years ago when it was all just a database and phone calls and door knocking. 
and you couldn't produce this content and you didn't have an email (laughs) newsletter you didn't have a YouTube channel that can convert, you know, at a 40% success rate because people are watching you for 30 minutes a day. Like that's, that is awesome and exciting. So, yeah. So, okay. And that, this is a quick pivot and then we're going to start wrapping up. But so of all of this, like greatness, you know, that you have going on and it's very exciting. It's very fun. What right now are you trying to overcome? Like, where, is there a stress point where you're like, oh, this is really stressful or like a problem that you're working on that you haven't quite figured out yet? What is that in your life? Yeah, there's a, there's a lot, uh, dealing with speaking engagements. I never really liked public speaking. I never really liked even doing podcasts. I starting to like it a lot more, but it's becoming such a necessary, important aspect of the position that I'm in with BAM that, you know, I'm traveling to Kansas city in, in December and, and speaking at these conferences and trying to build a presentation that makes sense. And isn't this mishmash of words, like I've kind of done on this podcast where people could actually like take away value plus laugh a little bit from it. That's been a really hard aspect is now getting people to, to buy in so much to the point where they're willing to purchase a ticket to an event, to something that we're going to throw because events is our next attack point, right? We threw a BAM camp in Naples. We had a hundred agents there. It was a very high ticket event, kind of a more intimate, like full day event. We had a great speaker list and that was awesome. It was a great learning experience too, in terms of how we want to do our next event. We had an MC the, uh, named Derek Gregory, who was telling jokes in between and wanted to give it really that kind of BAM broke agent flair to it. So we're throwing something called the BAM Pro Bowl on February 7th, which is a real estate digital, you know, Super Bowl a week before the Super Bowl where we have Ryan Serhant. We're going to have funny commercials, national anthem. Like we just want to keep putting a different spin on kind of what's been done in the industry, putting our own like bam, broke agent humor and edge and flair into everything and, and see how that works. So what's giving me anxiety is the speaking for sure. Um, also just the fact that it's a never ending content hell that I'm in. I can't describe to you what it feels like every single day, even doing this podcast, knowing that there's five clips right now sitting in our Slack that haven't been published about the real word or uh, about one of our podcasts or about the hot sheet this morning, knowing that I have to get more conversions to get people to even attend this Pro Bowl, right? Or we have this five this five day lead gen challenge that we're doing that I have to get conversions for. So I have to set up a mini chat on Facebook and post something there and change up the wording. So that sucks in the sense that, um, we're still in such the early phases that so much of the content production is, you know, focused on Byron and myself that it, it's, it's a problem, <laughs> you know, like we, ha- we have editors and, and other posters and everything, but it's just where I'm so connected to the content and that, you know, I want to get to a position in a year from now where I'm not sitting here worrying about a, an Instagram story that I still have to publish or an email that has to go out in 40 minutes that still doesn't have the the correct title. But this is the stuff that we focus on that we think separates us from the other media companies is every single day, this email, I know I'm just going all over the place, but this email takes 40 minutes, 50 minutes of how we want to position each blog. How do we want to have the intro? How do we have these little bam bite sections at the end? How do we position our events? How do we uh, appease our sponsors? How do we appease our creators? How do we promote our creators? This is stuff that I've never done before. So I want to quit basically is what I'm saying. And actually, now I that I just it. talked about all of this, I think right. I think this, this is, is your therapy. I think I should you just get another me. black eye and then just take off. <laughs> 
that was gonna be one of my wrap-up questions like how'd you get the black guy guys if you are not watching this on youtube you need to go to youtube because the broke agent whose name is actually eric simon yes. has a black guy yes <laughs> but okay eric on what you were just saying about like the pressure because the other thing too just to, to pour this on top of you is also that you have such a good reputation like the broke agent the whole it is it is a really well thought upon you know brand and so when you're pushing out content you want to pump it out but also you can't just pump it out because you have this reputation and standard to uphold and if you post you pump out stuff that is substandard it is going to you know detract from this brand that you've literally spent years building so like no pressure yeah thank you i appreciate <laughs> that that's exactly what i was thinking about when that last post got 28 likes but you are so right and there was a moment not a moment but a lot of moments throughout the broke agents existence which still exists by the way but like in building the brand that there were so many agents sending content a lot of it funny but a lot of it not and I had a lot of opportunities to just reshare this content or post it to my story or post it. You know, I'd ha always have people in DM saying, you know, please share this. Like I worked, you know, hard on this, on this music video, like please share. And, and I knew that if I posted it, like as much as I want to, and I want to promote, you know, as many agents as humanly possible, I knew that the second you start seeing stuff that isn't funny, it starts to water down the brand. Like everything has to be the gold standard. Every Instagram story, like there's a reason why I'm not, you know, publishing a bunch of ads on the broke agent Instagram or any of these uh, places is because the second you start seeing that it just, you're not going to return back to the content as much, right? Yeah. Like if you see a clip on bam, that sucks, you're telling the algorithm right there. All right. I don't like this one. I'm not liking it. I'm not engaging with it. I'm scrolling by the next clip I show you probably not going to look at that. Right. So it's like about recapturing that attention. So it is like, when we do these podcasts and we have our editors make three clips, I do have to look at each of these clips and be like, all right, is this one worth posting? Should this one have a slideshow and post in front of it? Should this one just be a YouTube short? But they worked on this clip for two hours because these clips take forever. Now I feel bad about the editing team. I'm also too emotional. I'm, I'm too in tune. I feel bad about everything. <laughs> <laughs> so I think like this is why By Byron's so good. Byron, my partner, is just like a decision is made. Boom, that's the decision yeah. for me. I'm constantly factoring in. All right, is this person going to be mad at me if I don't do that? You know, this person was kind of cold with that Slack message. This person, you know, logged off the Zoom too quickly, or you know, when Shelby that's started exhausting. the show, she hated me. What's going on? You know, like I'm constantly <laughs> thinking about all these different things. Dude, that's so exhausting. What did we What did we not cover today that is like you're dying to share? Um, I mean, depending on when this comes out, I would love people to attend the BAM Pro Bowl. That is, is a, a free free virtual oh. event, February 7th. Um, we are going to have funny commercials, national anthem, Sir Hans speaking about branding. This is another thing I'm super worried about, by the way, because this is a three-hour live digital event. Think about all the logistics to have eight different speakers and to make sure they're in the green room and to make sure that the audio works and to make sure that the internet works and that I love the chat journey for you. is working. Like I yeah. had a nightmare about it last night where I was all of a sudden a speaker and they were just saying like, just talk about lead pages. And I was sitting there and I saw a live audience of 3000 people and you know, I had a black eye still and my computer sucked and it just, there's just so many things that could go wrong with it. So it yeah, great. attend the Pro Bowl. It'll be great. I love that. <laughs> that it will be great. We'll make sure it comes out before the seventh. Um, and okay. 
wrap up question number one what is something cool that you've learned recently i've learned that i need to read way more i've learned that i have kind of tapped out my knowledge in terms of just consuming what the youtube algorithm is throwing at me which is usually just uh you know stephen a smith clips ranting about the cowboys i need to expand my vocabulary i need to read and actually uh, yeah, expand my vocabulary. There you go. That's a perfect example within this exact sentence is that I find myself going down these dialogue trees when I do podcasts or do speaking gigs where I'm not crawling my way out of it like I normally could because I'm not feeding my brain as much knowledge because I'm just, I'm just consuming so much audio and video content. So I need to read way more. So actually that was one of my questions earlier that I didn't ask. I have like a hundred questions that I don't ask every podcast. I have to like right. pick and choose. But when I was like, how do you consume your content? And you listed podcasts, you listed creators. And my follow on was like, no books, dude. Right. <laughs> I, I know. I, know. I kept it to myself. <laughs> I, I downloaded like a hundred million leads or whatever from Hermosi. I know that's like kind of surface level, like bro no, those culture. Are the two I wrote down, okay, literally I was going to tell you this afterwards, but I wrote down um, both of Hermosi's books would be good for you to read. And then also like all of the expert secrets books with like the ClickFunnel guy, Richard, is it Branson or Brunson? But expert secrets is like the book. I'm telling okay. you. Anyway. Okay. Next question is what I, events I, I are you going to- Yes. Sorry. Oh, I, yeah, I got one more answer to that just to provide okay. value for the audience. Um the email list is everything. This is something that I've learned with BAM is that Instagram is not great for conversions. It's great for getting DMs and for your chatbot automations and everything, but it, it's long form content through YouTube that really builds trust. That's why the broke agent brand started to build more trust is with the over Ask podcast, with BNN, with the hot sheet where you actually could hear us speak in long form and know that we're not just talking out of our ass with like a short form clip. Um, and that the email is everything in the sense that you actually own your audience. Instagram is at the mercy of these algorithms, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, your account could be deleted tomorrow for no apparent reason. You could have spam comments. You could work so hard on a piece of content and it goes nowhere, but your email list you actually own and that actually converts. So our entire <clears throat> like goal, the first year and a half with BAM is just like, how do we get emails? How do we get emails? How can I speak in front of a brokerage? I'll speak for free in front of any brokerage just to get 50 emails, just anything, just because those people are going into our database, they're going to consume our content. So that, that, that uh, was a better answer than I'm going to read. That was, a, that was a great answer. And also, <laughs> of course, you. they mentioned that a Traffic and Conversion Summit, they mentioned how the algorithm is pushing whatever they want, but the one thing they can't control is emails. So if there you're not, you know, exactly what you freaking said. I could said. speak at the next trafficking and conversion con Dude, uh, concert conference. I know some speakers. I got you if you want that. Oh, um, yeah. Mr. Anxiety about speaking is offering. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, speak. put me in another position <laughs> where I'm destined to fail. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I got you. Um, okay, what events are you going to this year? I know there's I'll go to Tom. the Tom Ferry Summit in August in Dallas. We will be throwing a BAM bash, which we've done the last two years. We've thrown two huge parties. We threw one um, right when we launched BAM and it was a rager. Everybody was obliterated. It was extremely fun. Um, we want to do that again this year at the summit. We're going to throw uh, our own BAM mania event at the very beginning of May. This will be a 500 person conference in Vegas. So we're locking in the dates for that. And I don't know, I, I love Tom Ferry events. Um, he's been a huge supporter of our brand. 
Uh, we love all of his coaches, so we'll probably go to Tom Ferry Elite as well in February in Orlando. It's funny you brought up Tom Ferry. So I'll also be there at Summit. I'll track you down. Um, but Ramon invited me last year. He was like, we had just done our podcast or something. He's like, hey, you should come to this event. And I ended up not going. And then I like looked and it was yours. It was yeah, Bam Bash. Bam- yeah, it was Bam Bash. I should have gone. We could have been best friends way before this. I know. Well, we'll we'll be best friends at the next Tom Ferry conference. But but the Tom Ferry conferences have so much value. And we've learned a lot from how they've built their community too, because it's you're buying into the ecosystem there. Even if you're not like a member of Tom Ferry coaching, when you meet people under a brand, when you meet people under Tom Ferry and you're like, Oh yeah, we met at the Bam Bash with Tom Ferry. It's like that that is something that word of mouth is even more powerful than, you know, following someone on Instagram or something like that. Like that's the sort of network effect that we want to create with Bam X and our community and our events is how do you know this person? I know this person because of Bam. My business has gotten better because of Bam. And, you know, now I have a referral partner in Los Angeles because of Bam, whether it was an event or because they saw each other in a comment under a blog or something like that. Like that's what we want to create is that network effect. Basically, you know what I never said is like the reason, sorry, just the reason this all exists because I feel like, you know, it's not to becoming the biggest real estate media company in the world is not like why this all started. It all started because I hated being a real estate agent and felt extremely uncomfortable and didn't feel like I was being fed the knowledge in a way that I ever wanted to consume it. So we basically created the media company for those agents and for agents who want to, you know, better their career as well, but who feel kind of betrayed by NAR, by the education system, by pre-licensing, the fact that you, you know, all you need is a pulse and 600 bucks, you get your real estate license and all of a sudden you're supposed to sell real estate and then you're getting yapped at by all these different media companies and being told what to do. We want to be like a friendly, like, oh, I know these people, these people are relatable. These people are funny and these people are actually good at what they do. There we go. Nailed it. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Um, how can listeners help you in your business? You've already mentioned a few, but if you had to sum it up and then where can they go to find you for that? Yeah. Go on nowbam.com and just consume our content. The best way you could help us is just get, get as many eyeballs as possible. Tell your friends, get other realtors involved, come to our events, join our newsletter. Like I said, that's the number one thing. Join our newsletter. And that's where, where you can really see our content every single day, because you're not going to see each clip. You're not going to see each blog. You're not checking it every single day, like at CNN or Fox. Um, you know, it's real estate news. So join our newsletter. Perfect. Go do yep. it. Give him your email address. I just gave Give you my email data. address. <laughs> yeah. Just here, take it. Yeah. Uh, but Eric, that is all we have for today. You, This was so fun. I really had a great time hanging out with you. Uh, thank you for coming on the show. Listeners, make sure you go to everything that Eric just said. I don't need to repeat it. Um, but if you're also, if you're looking for a laugh, go to The Broke Agent because that's how I originally found him and I've been laughing for years with it. And if you want to hang out with me and the owner of the show, we are The Shelby Show and Aaron Amucha Stegi on the gram. We always want your feedback. How can we improve? We want to do it. Let us know. And Eric, thanks again for coming on the show. And Real Estate Rockstars, thanks for listening. Thank you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.